Welcome back on Big Blue View. Today we are talking safeties for the 2021 NFL Draft Class. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum as we are taking you through the 2021 NFL Draft Class as a whole, position by position, filling you in on all the names that you need to know here for Big Blue View, and then also shifting the focus on why you need to be aware of these guys for the New York Giants specifically. So as I said, today's episode, we are talking this interesting safety group. We already did the corners. If you missed the corner show, go listen to it. But today, safeties. And this group is a really interesting one because there's not really a top first round name, not really a big name guy that is going to be on the board right when the Giants are picking, even though they're not really in need of a a first round safety. We're going to talk about that stuff a little bit, but I think the first thing to set up this conversation, Chris, is discussing why it's important to know about the safeties in this class and why selecting one in any of the seven rounds is always going to be on the board, even though the Giants, compared to most teams, are relatively set at the safety position. They have Julian Love, who played corner and safety this year. They have Jabril Peppers. They also just re-signed Logan Ryan. However, we have to talk about the fact that any team-building strategy is always going to emphasize taking best available, especially in these later rounds. You're always going to want to have depth. You always want to have good backup guys. You want to have guys that are developmental and talented and young that can play special teams. You're not going to just pass over a talented player just because you don't particularly need another guy at that position yeah or i should say i should add you don't you don't think you need a guy at that position you know it it wasn't all that long ago you know really only 11 years ago now the giants drafted jason pierre paul in the first round and most of the fan fan base was apoplectic you know they wanted jerry reese fired that that instant and you know it didn't take a whole it didn't take long for the picks value to shine through when you start getting injuries mounting up with your established veterans. You get, you know, Justin Tuck getting injuries, injuries, OCU Minura getting injuries, Matthias Kiwanuka getting injuries. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have this young, talented player, a guy you had a very high grade on, he's sitting there. So you, it's always good to have that depth. And if you have a player that has a relatively high grade for where you are drafting, like say the Giants are in the third round and there is for some reason a safety who has a fringe first round grade on him, you just cannot turn away from that kind of value. You know, that the whole point of the draft is to add talent to your roster, young talent that can be with you for four or five or more years. You, know, you fill needs in free agency and the draft is for adding long-term talent to your roster. And if that guy is there, you have to at least consider him, you know, even if it is a position of strength. Because also, you know, like we have seen, especially in the secondary, there can be an, an incredible amount of, a, of attrition there where what you think is a deep spot, two injuries, all of a sudden you are paper thin. Yeah, and what I like to point to as a good example for this is specifically what the Washington football team has done over the last few drafts where in the first round they have drafted a ton of defensive linemen in pass rushers and some people and especially some Washington football team fans that I know were frustrated by this and saying well why do they keep filling this one position 
and drafting the guy that's best available instead of trying to fix some of their other problems while they still have roster issues and they're going to address them in free agency and they're going to address them in this upcoming draft. They have one of the best, if not possibly, you know, like a top five defensive line as an entire unit, because not only are all the starters elite first round talents, but guys that rotate in are still very, very highly talented. When you're facing a team like that, it is impossible to do well against them because their strengths are not only their best asset, but it is the best asset that you can have for that specific strength in the NFL. And we saw that that defensive line carried that Washington football team defense and that whole team to making the playoffs. They were able to beat a lot of teams, and they actually played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pretty closely in that wild card round because they had such a relentless group. So the converse of this here is you have a, a, a if you can add more safeties, maybe with a, a day two pick or an early day three pick, you bring in another guy. That's just another player that can rotate in, find different roles. And Patrick Graham is a creative guy who, regardless of position will find ways to get talented guys on the field he has done it and he's going to continue to do it so that's why we're discussing it and that's why I think it's important to cover all this stuff yeah absolutely but as we said at at the start of this the Giants are almost certainly not going to be drafting a safety in the first round a it it just wouldn't make sense based on their construction of their roster you know that's taking into account everything we just said but also you know there really aren't that many elite safeties in this draft class. In fact, I, I don't think there are any that would warrant a top 10 pick or even a first round pick, or at least, you know, through the first 25 or so picks. Right, right. And, and that's the where we want to start off today talking about that there's probably not going to be a guy taken in the first round. There isn't really a de facto player, not really a Jamal Adams or an Earl Thomas that is going to be a top 10 guy that stands above this class. But where we need to establish here and talk about just feeling out this, this safety group from a wide angle view is that it is very, very talented in the second round, in the third round. There's a lot of really good day three guys. It doesn't have a key elite prospect but if you end up taking one on day two or sometime in day three, you're probably going to get a pretty good safety because it is a deep, strong class just lacking in, in top-tier talent. Yeah, exactly. The, the sweet spot for this draft is probably in that day two, uh, second to third round range. And there's a bunch of different safeties with a bunch of different skill sets that can fit in pretty much any kind of defensive role you envision for that position. Right. And already transitioning our focus and talking about these day two guys, because that's where the real meat of the group is. Some of the earlier names, and I think the bigger name ones that you're going to hear a lot of, especially in this round two, and some of these guys are going to end up sliding just because of circumstance and because um, just how many guys there are in the mix here. Paris Ford is somebody that we already highlighted from Pitt, who is aggressive, hard-hitting safety that has some uh, some hustle concerns that we talked about. Trevon Morig, really good coverage safety from TCU. Richard LeCount, 
uh, part of that really strong Georgia secondary. Andre Sisco, who had an injury, and I think he probably would have been the first-round guy in this group had he not suffered a serious knee injury. But because of that, he loses a little bit on his draft stock, and whoever ends up taking him is going to get a complete steal because Sisco is very, very talented. And then I believe the last one, which is one of the more interesting ones, and I think could be an interesting piece to this defense – is Hamza Nasiral Dean from Florida State, who is around six foot four, a big, 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 big safety. There are not a lot of safeties that are as big as this dude. And the reason why I say he would be an interesting piece for this defense is because we know that Patrick Graham is creative and likes to use multiplicitous athletes, guys that can do multiple things. When you have a safety that's that big, you can ask him to do a little bit more. Even if he's not as strong playing in the box, you can still ask them to do a lot of different things because they have the size to do so. Yeah, I think Nazrul Dean is, he might be one of the more intriguing prospects in this draft class again you know like you said because of his size you know 6'4 I think he's listed at 6'4 215 which is getting up to linebacker size you know we talked about uh Jeremiah Usukoromoa and that's about his size except <laughs> except Nazareth Dean's a bit taller you know, he's got similar size to a similar size and athletic traits to another Florida State product uh Derwin James Unfortunately, also like Derwin James, uh, Nasruddin's got some issues with injury. You know, he, I believe he tore an ACL in 2019. There just isn't a whole lot of tape available on him. And that's going to make for a challenging, that's going to make for a challenging evaluation. But there's the possibility, like if you get it right and he is as good as you think he could be, you could get an incredible value with him. Yeah, you can get some really good value because of his athletic profile. And one of the things that we were talking about before the show, there's not as much tape on a guy like Hamza Nasiral Dean, but he again, very, very interesting. Some of these other guys that I think draw attention in the probably around the day three range could end up being in day two. Tyree Gillespie from Missouri, who's playing in the senior bowl, Javon Holland from Oregon, uh Talanoa Hufanga, probably mispronouncing that from USC, and then James Wiggins from Cincinnati. So those are more the back end guys. And I, I think that we've named uh, close to 10 guys here. So there's a good chance. And the reason why we're talking about the fact that the Giants are going to be aware of where guys are on the board and the possibility of having a high grade on someone that falls into the fourth round. I could see two or three of these guys just sliding based on the fact that there's 10 of them that have mid uh, to early day two grades, but just because there's so many guys, it's going to be hard for all of them to go in that spot. So if you come around day uh, on round four and you're just sitting there and you're like, wow, we had a, a late two on this guy. Let's take him. Let's not hesitate. Let's just take him. Maybe he doesn't play right away. Maybe he doesn't play in his first year as much because we have these guys, but having him makes our roster situation easier because he has that talent. So uh, any of these guys here, I think are, are very important to know about. Yeah, there is also a a kind of interesting dynamic with the safety position right now where we see guys getting, you know, big free agent contracts but also sliding in the draft a little bit. You know, last year we saw Grant Delpit and Xavier McKinney slide in the draft despite being very highly regarded while they were in college. So it, it is possible that you could get a guy like Javon Holland or 
perhaps Paris Ford or Andre Sisko sliding a little bit to the late third and maybe out of day two altogether. And each of those guys has a very different skill set, but each one could be very useful for the Giants. And also, you know, you do have to look down the road a little bit where, you know, maybe the Giants don't want to sign Jabril Peppers to a big long-term contract. Maybe they aren't sure that Logan Ryan will continue to be able to play at the level he did this year for another two or three years. So it, it does make sense to invest in the position, even if you're not spending a premium pick or getting a guy who, you know, maybe needs a little bit of development. Certainly, certainly. We're going to talk about some of these day three names. There's an interesting crop of guys. We're not going to go super deep uh, as we did with the day two with all the different guys that we brought up, but we're going to cover some of the day threes and especially one guy who is going to be a a fun conversation to have um, because of his capability to possibly play multiple positions. Before we do that, though, we're just going to take a really short commercial break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Day three is where things still remain pretty interesting here, and there's going to be some fun names that are going to be in the mix. Some of the one that uh, some of the ones that stuck out stood out to me are Darius Washington from TCU, Caden Stearns from Texas, very talented, uh, Divine Diablo from Virginia Tech, and then Tariq Thompson from San Diego State. But the one I, I think I want to spend some more time on talking about here, Chris, is Israel Mukwamu, who we brought up on the cornerback show as a day three corner prospect. And we mentioned his size and how he's a unique corner prospect because he's six foot four. You don't really see a lot of six foot four corners. And there's a lot of outlets that have him rated as a safety, which I find very, very interesting. Not like Ifeto Melanfanwu. A lot of people keep him more as a corner, but Israel Mukwamu, who is not really that consistent at corner, doesn't move as fluidly, that tends to 
it would tend to benefit a guy like that who is bigger, not as fluid, not as easy of a transitioner for him to move over and play safety, especially because he is already past the height threshold. And I think some team, if it is or is not the Giants, is going to take a guy like him with the intent of, all right, he's oddly tall. We can get him to try him out at corner but he's probably not going to work out so we're going to bump him to safety and he's going to be really he's going to be pretty good in coverage if we ask him to cover guys one on one because he's used to doing that as a cornerback. Yeah, and also South Carolina does or rather did use him at safety on occasion. You know, I just released my prospect profile on him and there were instances where he would line up at corner and he does have some upside as a press man corner. But the problem is, is just as a six foot four DB, he needs to gather himself when he changes direction. So quicker guys, they're always going to have an advantage, especially if they've got a good release against press man. But then they also moved him to uh, safety. Uh, They used him, I believe, a couple times as a single high safety, more often in a cover two type look. And he acquitted himself well he acquitted himself well there. You know, he is a very physical player. He's rangy. When he's able to open up his stride, he's got some good speed to him. And he, he is that rare defensive back who looks like he likes to tackle. And he likes to tackle securely. He is a wrap-up, drag-down tackler. He does not allow yards after contact. Those are traits you like in a safety. You know, safeties have to be able to tackle. When you are the last line of defense, you have to get your guy on the ground. You can't be flying around and you know hope your shoulder check works you know you need to be a good form tackler you have to have good awareness and you can't be afraid of contact no exactly and those are the reasons why i think he's a really interesting name to discuss here and and to hit on um as a prospect just because he is such a, a rare build not like hamza nasiral dean in the sense that hamza has the background playing the position and he has played safety before in college so Hamza is going to be valued a lot higher and there's a lot of people that have him as the first strong safety off the board because of his size but I think a lot of teams are going to look at Israel Mukwamu and say all right we missed out on Hamza we want a bigger strong safety we want a guy um, and he's nowhere near like uh, Jeremy Chin is but Chin is a bigger safety who has played in the box and has been considered to be Um, a hybrid outside linebacker in safety, a lot of teams are gravitating towards that. So if you can go and select a guy like that, maybe he doesn't turn into a starter or a really big-name guy, but you at least want someone with that type of skill set to play that style of position um, in in various formations. You would like to have that a part of your defense. The the NFL is a copycat league, and if you miss out on the opportunity to get guys early or in free agency, the way that you can make up for that is drafting a guy like Israel Mukwamu and hoping that you can move him over eventually. Um, at you know after a few years, he gets comfortable and he's playing at a high level. Yeah, and I do think Mukwamu will probably be drafted as a cornerback, uh, just because the NFL does love big physical press man corners. So I I do think he will get drafted and at least given the chance to show that he can play corner, but ultimately a safety transition. I do not think that's out of a question that might be his best spot, but yeah, 
just sitting here talking about it, it, it does. It is kind of funny to me how the uh, the skill sets of a safety can be so varied. You know, talking about Mukwamu um, Nazruddin guys who are six foot four. Uh, Nazruddin's probably about two fifteen. Mukwamu's two hundred five, but he could easily add five to ten pounds to his frame and not lose anything. He is kind of lanky, really, at the moment. And but then you've got Ardarius Washington at TCU, and I believe he is like. Yeah, he's like five foot eight, one seventy five, one eighty. So it, it it is always just a little bit amusing to me just how broadly the safety position can vary in terms of traits and skill sets. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of different things that come into this this safety position. That's all we have for today's show, talking about these safeties and breaking them down. Hopefully you enjoyed our perspective on why it's important to know this group. While they might not select somebody early, there still is a very high possibility that they end up trying to fill out their depth and selecting um, another guy at some various point within this draft. We're going to continue pushing along. The next position group we will hit on is the linebacker group. We are going to discuss all the names. That is going to be a fun one because I, I really do believe that if they have the opportunity to do so, they could get somebody super talented in the first round. If not, someone very fun in round two. So we're going to spend a lot of time doing that. We're going to dive deep on the linebacker group next week as well as um, hitting on the tight ends, I believe, for the Giants evaluation position show. Make sure you follow us on social media, folks, at Big Blue View, at Joe DeLeon, at Raptor MKII. Please hit that subscribe button, by the way, if you enjoy listening to the show and leaving us a five-star review. And head to BigBlueView.com for more Giants news and analysis. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.